Welcome to the Game Coop, the best space to talk about love. Let's introduce today's players. Player one, Kitty Boo. It's Chris. That's me. Hi. Uh, player two, Milk Milk Lemonade Around the Corner Fudge is Made. It's Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> player three can turn children into doves. She got three able tickets and she's not afraid to use them. And she's Commander Shepard's favorite person on the Citadel. It's Kelsey. Thanks, Anthony. <laughs> player four is an awesome comic who makes awesome comics it's walsh and also skylar's there as well i forgot to we forgot, i forgot to tie that into the intro i apologize it's okay Hi. she's my comic <laughs> yeah there you go now i'm my own comic <laughs> player five this week i'm talking about furry bait it's matt <laughs> <laughs> Fair, but <laughs> player six is a multi-stage aer- aerobic capacity test that gets more magnanimous as he continues. It's Gabe. Did I stick the landing Why? on that? <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to choose words that would be hard for Chris to say. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Gaming Coop. Happy, happy February. Or should I say, like, happy end of last day of February at this point. <laughs> uh, it's our it's our uh, monthly get together that we had to like get squeeze in here. Uh, but we're gonna we it's we usually just come here and we talk about the games that we've been playing and we you know choose a topic and we're you know all good to go. But this this time. We're making things interesting. We're going to talk about relationships, and not just like you know, you know, the little heteronormative fucking relationships that are out there. No, 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 no. We're not just sticking to that you know same streamline of things. We're talking about any relationships in video games because it's very interesting to see how storytelling goes in video games. How people go about portraying characters, whether it's protagonists uh, with the side character, or just you know. Two side characters. Why are we? I, I we have face cam on, and I just want to. I'm very curious why people are laughing. I'm laughing Chris, at that, Skylar, because everything they're doing is so distracting to me right now. Chris, they're like feeding each other. That... They're like looking at a napkin. I'm like, what is going on? Oh, you're looking at us. Mara. So, Chris, you're telling me that nobody picked Mario and Zelda. No, and it's very disappointing that no one did because that was one of the best uh, relationships in terms of story wise in Subspace Emissary. Like, no, it should have been it should have been uh, Link and Mifa. Link and Mifa, that's true. No, what that's we needed true. was Hanzo and McCree from Overwatch. Ah, there you, go. you see. So, well, here, here's here's the thing, guys. If we have time at the end, we can really go over this on our mentions. But we do. Each of us do have a relationship that we want to dissect and we want to talk about. And I want to get this conversation started here because I think one of the best relationships that that can be explored in video games are a hero with an antagonist. What is the relationship between those? And to me, one of the best representations of that is from Portal and Portal 2 with Shell, the main protagonist that we don't really know much about, and GLaDOS, basically the main character of both Portal games. And so... I want to start with this one because I played Portal like five years back, six years back for the first time, and Portal Two remains, I think, probably my favorite video game ever. Um, I mean, it's it's I mean, maybe it's behind Minecraft at this point, but it's it's like it is by and large like one of the best games ever made. Um, 
and I think a lot of it has to do with with how well the characters in the game again with the exception of the silent protagonist but even shell has its has her moments uh in the lore i guess um but how well the the antagonists are written uh in the games and glados is the essentially the central uh mother computer essentially of uh aperture uh, science uh, that is the person that is guiding Shell throughout all the different puzzles uh, that you have to solve uh, with the portal gun and essentially at, at times being you know j- just being the usual like computer sounding self like sound like very generic but then GLaDOS starts gaining a little bit of a personality once you start to escape from her and look to break out from the labs and then she gets very uh, vindictive, very insulting, and but also very funny because the the dialogue <laughs> that ends up being portrayed for like the dialogue is so fucking good in that game because it's just it is just a constant berating from a uh, someone that basically sounds like Alexa, <laughs> you know, like it's, <laughs> it's 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 fantastic, um, and it, it is the evolution though. Portal 1, you know, it does its job of kind of presenting some of those elements. But Portal 2, I think, really expands on that. Because then you get another twist in there with uh, with the introduction of Wheatley, who starts out the game being uh, partnered with Shell as like almost like an assistant through the destroyed Aperture Labs. Um, but what ends up happening is that and this is by the way there's gonna be a lot of spoilers throughout all this this game is a decade old so i hope you really don't mind the spoilers at this point (laughs) but um essentially glados gets destroyed at the end of the first game second game comes around and glados is revived after wheatley uh accidentally revives uh her um and so she comes back and she is so angry at Shell and is looking to do anything possible to just not necessarily kill Shell, but to force her to go through every test over and over again to just continuously like keep keep her in a state that will forever keep her a test subject. But then it gets to a point in the story where when you get take when you are able to get GLaDOS in a position where you can take her over uh, her body and override her. Um, and she gets replaced by Wheatley. Wheatley then becomes the villain because Wheatley realizes the power that he has and he starts to like uh, grow, like grow like very like, oh my God, I, I have all this power and I, I'm loving it. And you know what? I have no use for you anymore. Goodbye. And send Shell and GLaDOS down into like the deep, dark, dead, trenches of aperture and so from there i think that's where the crux of the shell glados relationship really works is that you basically have to partner up with glados at that point and once you find glados of course uh and she's also now a potato which is funny um <laughs> <laughs> uh, because basically what her what her her mind was like programmed into like a potato battery type thing but she's basically now insulting you, but also being like, all right, we have to figure out a way to get out. And you start to learn a lot about GLaDOS and you learn what happened to her. You learn that she used to be 
another scientist at the lab. In fact, the, like the second command at Aperture Labs behind uh, the main person who was named Gabe Johnson. Yeah, Gabe Johnson. Cave. Ha- Cave Johnson, excuse me. Cave Johnson, voiced by the legendary J.K. Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, God, I love him. Yeah, he is. Oh, it's, it's so good. And he and we start to learn that GLaDOS was a scientist there. And at some point, Cave Johnson wanted his mind installed into a supercomputer. But when that, when he got sick and that ended up working out, it ended up being that, um, Caroline is her name, right? The Caroline, yep. the scientist. She ended up being the one being installed into the supercomputer, and that's what made Glados. And it was again, it was kind of against her will in some ways, um, but she did it also for the company in, in the same sense. And there's so this is tragic backstory about Glados and Shell. Shell's relationship to that is very interesting because. It kind of, from your perspective, your shell, you kind of you know how horrid, horrible Glados is, and how horrible Glados is to you. But you, you gain sympathy for her in this instance. You learn that, like, holy crap, you used to be a human. You used to be someone that, like, was just trying to you know, work behind Cave Johnson and just learn and and grow and, and have this industry. And now you are stuck in a computer for the rest of your life and, and, or not even like just for the rest of existence. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I, to me like that relationship grew. And I, and I just realized, I, I think it goes, has to go to the deepest level of this whole thing where we start to learn that shell was once a, uh, uh, a child in the facility because of something that is found in one of like the science project portions of of the facility where you see shell's name and so we learned that shell was actually used to be part of the facility and then that's when theories kind of started to grow where shell might have been like a child of caroline's and that adds a whole nother dynamic to the whole thing (laughs) so i i talked a lot just now to the people who have played portal i just want to know what's your thoughts on glados as a character but also the relationship between her and shell throughout the game that I did whether or not I did a good job of presenting. So love GLaDOS fantastic character. One of the best written characters in video game history. Like her dialogue is just consistently spot on. Um, One of the most uh, well-known parts about portal is the, are the, the end credit songs uh, still alive from portal one and want you gone from portal two. And I think that those two songs, the difference from them between them shows the growth that the two characters have made. Cause still alive is GLaDOS really taunting shell. When you're dying, I will, I, when you're dying, I'll be still alive. Right. I right. feel fantastic. And I'm still alive. Just like right. taunting her about the fact that, haha, you're a human. I'm going to live forever. Um, but in, in portal two, it's want you gone. At first <laughs> I wanted you dead, but now I only want you gone. Right. So it's it, it it just those those two songs at the end of each game really show the growth that they made, and I like I, I I like making that connection because because of that relationship because of that connection between this antagonistic figure who has been taunting you relentlessly for a game and a half. Yeah, <laughs> I love Glados as a character. Um, I think that she deserves some credit for being like. 
as you mentioned, this really tragic figure that at first you think is just being a real menace and trying to kill you, but then you start to empathize with her. Um, and I shared an image of what GLaDOS looks like at the end of Portal 1, and she's essentially meant to look like a bound woman. Um, and that's mm. literally what she is. Um, she doesn't want to be there, and that's why she does the things that she does, um, and she's gone entirely mad. Um, and you literally take away parts of her personality and destroy them in order to try and destroy her. Um, so it also makes me kind of emotional because when she's no longer the big bad in Portal 2, she's actually really likable, and you start to feel bad for the shit that you've done to her. And she, I think that she also feels bad for the stuff that she's done to you. Yep. yep. Yeah. Like, yeah. Not being in that position of power anymore, like, changes who she is. And I guess that speaks to a larger issue of power corrupts, you know? But, um... Yeah, I, I, I think along to your point, too, like, even at the end, like, I'm, I wish I could remember the exact lines. I've played this game so much, but it's been a while, so I, I, I'm forgetting some of the lines, but there was there was a part at the end when you were officially, like, when things... Leaving the facility. A bit. Yeah, leaving the facility. Yeah. She says something to you, and I'm gonna forget, but it was something to on the lines of, like, you were truly like my only friend or something, something along those lines. And then like, it, 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 it kind of was just like fucking damn. <laughs> so yeah. So there's, there's that. She says something like that. And then immediately after deletes all memory of Carolyn. Right. Right. <laughs> Which is another just huge point in glasses favor. That is so well done. Yeah. Cause Carolyn, Caroline was this is the sympathetic element of Gladys right. is the yep. sympathetic side to her. And so it's like, when that, so that, when that kind of, when she lost that power that was, like, she had, like, stoked because she was in charge of the entire facility, when she lost that, when Wheatley took over, it was kind of that she was able to kind of refine that human that was inside of her, the human, like, li the literal humanity inside her, she was able to find again. Um, it's fascinating, man. I, I, I cannot, I, that is a game I'm, like, now I want to go back and replay. It, <laughs> it is such, it's not even like, I don't even care that it's the same puzzles again. Like it's to me, it, the story is just so goddamn good. Like, and it's, it's one of valves like best writing works out there. I know obviously for, like half-life two and everything, but it's just, it, it's up, for, it has to be up there. Yeah. For a puzzle game, it shouldn't be as good of a story as it is. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, any other thoughts on portal two from people or, or, or just from our shell and GLaDOS at least. Uh, I'd I'd love to comment. I, yeah, I really do think that, especially because Shell is a completely silent character, um, the fact that Glados carries so much of the relationship, and while I didn't play them in order, the contrast between Portal One and Portal Two in terms of personality and the the amount that they added and how much they leaned into this relationship, it just really shows a just a huge leap in terms of really engaging with the player and keeping them interested in a character who really just kind of bullies you the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they rely on you, how that relationship changes and it becomes a 
relationship of abusive um, tester and helpless test subject to, you know, like, somebody like, okay, you're not so bad. Maybe I don't hate you with every fiber of my being anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. But it really is, you know, for a puzzle game, it really keeps the player enamored the entire time. And I think that that's really really shows the success, especially since one of the characters is completely silent. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Gabe, were you going to say something? The smelly garbage line still gets me. Which one? <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. I have to think, though. I'm, I'm going to read it out loud. Okay, go okay. ahead. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Remember before when I was talking about smelly garbage standing, before, uh, standing around being useless? That was a metaphor. I was actually talking about you. And I'm sorry, <laughs> you didn't react at the time, so I was worried it sailed right over your head. Which would have made this apology seem insane. That's why I had to call you garbage the second time just now. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> My favorite line from the game isn't necessarily between those two, but it's uh, it's the part where he kills you. It's uh, GLaDOS says, oh no, this is the part where, where he kills us. Wheelie comes on screen and says, this is the part where I kill you. Chapter eight, the part where he kills you. You get an achievement saying this is the part where he kills <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. It's just like all these different elements on the screen just say the same, same yeah. thing. I gotta, I gotta say, like, I, I love that line. I, going back to Gabe's line, though, like that, that to me is the like epitome of the entire yep. uh, of what GLaDOS is. It's literally the idea of like the the whole fucking. Like, just it's, 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 just imagine Alexa saying that. Just imagine, like, Alexa just on the speaker just calling you trash. That's what it is. <laughs> but it's fucking great. It's the, it, just, it, it, it embodies everything that has happened to that point. It, it's, when, it, it's when you ask Siri to divide by to divide zero by zero, and she she, <laughs> say, she says... Says you're fucking trash. Says, says you have no friends. Oh, my God. <laughs> and you are Did sad really because actually? you have no friends. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, there you go. So it's just GLaDOS is just, is just you know, comparing reality right there. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, they, yeah, that that's it's such it's so good. Uh, but I do I want I do want to touch on a uh, PlayStation uh, relationship now. One of the one of the greatest platformers out there, Ratchet and Clank, and specifically the characters of Ratchet and Clank. Anthony, take it away. Yes, I grew up with Ratchet and Clank. It is one of my favorite series of all time. Has my favorite characters of all time. Um, and really the dramatic, the um, kind of setup that you have in that game between those two characters is that Ratchet is the classic anti-hero. He likes repairing ships and not much else. And Clank is quite literally born into purpose. He's born in this factory where they're making planet-destroying robots. And he goes to escape and gets shot down and crash lands right next to Ratchet. And Clank's like, oh my god, you've got to help me save the universe. Like, you, they're killer robots. They're coming to destroy all the planets. And Ratchet's like, uh, yeah, but I'm working on my ship. <laughs> and Clank's like, don't you want to go save the world? And Ratchet's like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's quite literally it's a little like, heavy. Yeah, <laughs> but he ultimately agrees to help. And Ratchet is like the inner voice that I have at work when people like ask for help, and that he really does not want to help people, <laughs> and that he doesn't want to be there. 
and he literally just wants to like go home and watch TV. And Clank is like the driving voice that is like, Ratchet, we have to save these people. Like they're coming to attack the planet. And you watch as ultimately they do save the day. And Ratchet gets turned from an anti anti-hero into a hero. And at the end of the game, they choose not to go their separate ways. And then it launches this series of games where they go and save the day together. And uh, Clank's usually on Ratchet's back. He acts as this little, like, jump booster so that Ratchet can go places. Um, But sometimes he also does things that Ratchet can't do. And when Ratchet doesn't know how to talk to people, Clank does. And sometimes when Clank can't physically do something like beating up people with a wrench or a rocket launcher that's what (laughs) ratchet's there for and i guess at the end of the day it's just um a really sweet kind of like dynamic because they're not there to fix each other's problems it's just that their companionship the attributes and what they both bring to the table is perfect for what they always need to do And um, always in the games, you can see that they are just each other's best friend. Wow. And there's nothing better than that. Can I just say something right quick? Yeah, go ahead. I played played those games when I was younger. And I had no idea that was the plot. <laughs> I'm sitting here I was like, oh shit, that's what they're that's what they're doing. <laughs> in the first game they're like um evil mega corporation is like we're going to take just a small piece of each planet and make a superior planet. Like it's so dumb, but like all the plots <laughs> of the games are like this really dumb doomsday scenario that they're like <sighs> right. here we go like i played i've played all the games and i just had no idea that was the plot i'm just yeah. like i'm just like throw the wrench <laughs> jump <laughs> let's keep going yeah I, I, th- yeah this game is a bit of a blind spot for me because i do i i do admire ratchet and clank from afar but i uh my only the only game i've ever played through that has ratchet and clank in it is hot shot golf 4 where ratchet <laughs> is a golfer and clank is a caddy <laughs> Uh, so, um, that's, that's basic, but I, I do know that, like, it, it is interesting, because I know that Ratchet is very much like that, like, edgy, kind of, like, I don't care about you, I, I like, I, I don't care about what's going on, and has, like, is a little cocky about, like, his, what, who he is, and Clank is, like, the more, like, level-headed one, yeah. the whole thing, it, even though he's also probably, also, he, he's, does he also, like, panic a lot, too, in certain situations, especially... No. He, is he calm for the most part? He, he's calm and calculating, which I guess makes sense for a robot. Um, yeah. And Ratchet actually sometimes gets mad. He's like, "No, I don't want to do this." Yeah. <laughs> Clanks, but like, but we have to. <laughs> <laughs> um. Any anyone else who has experience playing the games in terms of uh the, their perspective on on Ratchet and Clank? I actually do. Um, yeah. I never really played the mainline ones, but the one I've definitely played the most as a kid was Deadlocked. Um, yes. Deadlocked was like this, uh, it's a more combat, like more combat centric game where you're like, while you still have like the variety of weapons that you can use to destroy things and stuff like that, it's more, it's mainly like an arena fighter where you're in this, like in this, uh, 
in this like coliseum-esque fight where you have to like it's a death match sure yeah it's a death match and you have to get through all the main main antagonists in order to get through the game but uh yeah ratchet and clank have some really good dialogue there to 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 really cement their relationship as like a, a dynamic duo it's really cool yeah yeah absolutely now i wanted to ask you anthony too like I know you've uh, you've been critical of the recent remakes or not remakes, but or are, are they remakes of the PlayStation Four retellings? Are they? Yeah, yeah. It is kind of like a remake. Um, but the reason why I'm critical of it, I actually enjoyed it when it came out, and then I watched a YouTuber do like a deep dive into like the lore and the characterization. And the 2016 Ratchet and Clank game was made to tie in with the 2016 Ratchet and Clank movie. Yeah. Which kind of like boiled down a lot of the plot points and Mm -hmm. made things like funny and like um, appealing to, I guess, the general audience. And in doing so, they just took sandpaper and they sanded down any rough aspect of the game. Mm. So like where it had a lot of like edgy, dark humor totally gone where ratchet had a bit of an edgier personality totally gone um and they even introduced like these interpersonal dramatic conflicts in the movie and in the game that never actually matter (laughs) (laughs) just because it's like the middle point of the movie and they had to like have some kind of tension right um so if anybody's interested, the best way to experience like the original games is the collection on the PS3. Uh, the PS4 cool. one looks really nice, but the story is just like um, yeah, substantial. Really like unoffensive, uninteresting, yeah. just kind of bland. Uh, I've oh, go, go ahead. Oh, go ahead oh, oh I've I, I have a little bit of Ratchet Clank experience. Ironically, it's the it's the one um the one PS2 era platformer that I n- never got into. Which is a shame. Um, uh, I it, it, it's on my list to play one day. Um, I, I I do like their relationship a lot. I think Ratchet is a great protagonist. Um, and this may ruin him for some people, but he is voiced by the same person that voices Johnny Test. Fuck. Okay. I, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair. All right. That's not. That's not. That's not great. But cool. <laughs> we move forward. um i i um i i don't know if you if you finish your point that's done that that's it i just wanted that i wanted to try um anthony one last thing before we move on riffs apart we are we know that the next game is going to be that clank and ratchet get separated clank is going to end up being partnered with this uh the what's the species called lombax so with with the female lombax um what do you think what do you think is going to happen with that relationship out of curiosity between ratchet and clank on that front do you think that ratchet will continue to try to do what he can to save the things i mean obviously he will because it's a fucking video game but like (laughs) like do you think he's going to be apprehensive to do that because he doesn't have like the the level-headed clank and calculating clank by his side so the series actually toyed with that idea before um, the game that Gabe mentioned, Ratchet Deadlocked, it's not called Ratchet and Clank Deadlocked because Clank is an NPC in that game who does not hang out with you. So they've already kind of toyed with the idea of Ratchet as his own kind of thing. 
Um, but in regards to character motivation, he was kind of like, do this or die. So that was settled. Yeah. <laughs> um, at this point, we don't know if it's using the old established, like all those previous games and how Ratchet was in them and his motivations, or if they're continuing the 2016 version of Ratchet. I think that if they're going under the old ones, there was a point where Ratchet turned from like a reluctant anti-hero to a hero that's just a little cranky sometimes and isn't doesn't always like the people that he helps. <laughs> um, so I think that no matter what, we are going to see a Ratchet who does save the day. And yeah. um, Clank, yeah. we don't that have to worry sense. about him. Yeah. Sounds good. So moving moving across the PlayStation universe, we go to Horizon Zero Dawn and Aloy and Rost. Rost? Is how you pronounce it? Rost? Rost. Ross. Ross, I think is how they pronounce it in the game. But okay. um Kelsey, yes. So um before I start talking about it, because I'm trying to there are some really poignant points I'd like to make, but it involves divulging um a spoiler and maybe like a sub spoiler. However, the spoiler occurs very early on in the game, and I'm not sure if anybody here intends on playing the series or is interested or if I can discuss it freely and then we just make sure that this episode is heavily written as spoiler Oops. yeah I I, just... I, I I like <laughs> I, I like I said earlier too like this is I went deep into the portal lore really okay. uh, so <laughs> well but so, this is a much more recent game it's a more and recent a game, game that right. has a um a sequel, sequel. impending so I, I, just, I will yes. I will not be playing it so it's okay, okay if you go yeah. in. okay if you want to skip ahead, you can go to the timestamp that we have on our MySpace page. Yes, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Okay. Um, <laughs> on screen right now. Yeah, on, right. on our screen. I was like, where do I go? Oh, wait, we uh, actually oh, put these yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, we do have a YouTube video. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Shit. You have to, <laughs> I don't have to remember this. You have this. to click on Chris's bird and yeah. then do left, left, right, up, down. Uh, yeah. Cross, cross, zero, cross, You have to solve zero. a jigsaw yeah. planet puzzle. Stop on your right foot. Don't forget it. Is this because I derailed your podcast the other day with diarrhea? Is this payback? <laughs> that was a long time ago. Jeez. Still the other day in the, you know. In the game grand, world. Time yeah, exactly. is a construct. Um, yeah. True. In, in the years of the person binge listening this. Right, exactly. Um, okay, anyway. So, um, Horizon Zero Dawn is a um, first-person adventure quest... I open world, in my opinion, game. Um, I'm pretty sure it would be classified as that because you can pretty much go and do whatever you want at any time. Um, but essentially, the context of the game is that you are, or the plot rather, is that you are um, in uh, about a thousand years in the future. And the world is occupied by both small tribes uh, or societies of uh, people and machines. And... Um, the machines up until the point at which you were coming into the world were otherwise not, um, were kind of just doing their own thing, functioned as if you were tribes of people where there were wild animals outside your door and you kind of either went and hunted them or they kept to themselves and you kept to yourself. They weren't, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Aggressive. Um, mm -hmm. but, but when you enter the game and, and playing the role that you're playing, something has caused the machines to be aggressive and um, 
are now uh, violent and um, destructive, and it's causing issues for the people who are trying to live their lives on Earth. It takes place on Earth, um, in on a continent. You're not you're not entirely privy. Things don't seem to be what they were a thousand years before, which would have been like our society, right? As we know it, Americas, other countries, etc. Sure. So you're um, it's so it's kind of got this like post-apocalyptic vibe to it. Um, in that something has happened to society, you see that there are um, whole cities that have been overgrown by foliage, but you just have no idea what exactly happened. You were uh, unaware of what the world was before. In fact, throughout the game, the language that is used is that they would refer to us as the old ones, um, that we were a society prior. So the relationship that I'm speaking about is the main protagonist. Her name's Aloy. And um, as opposed to it being a romantic uh, relationship that I'm choosing to talk about. I'm going to be discussing like a, a paternal, a familial relationship and a father figure, um, which was Aloy's caregiver, Rost, and a Aloy herself. So Rost was a member of the tribe that you originally start in, um, but he has been outcasted, and you don't, you aren't told right away why he's been outcasted. But essentially, there are gates to the cities or to the tribe areas where the people function within the society. And then if they are outcasts, they still are on the sacred grounds, but they are not allowed inside the city gates. So they're left to their own devices and have to function in and of themselves. Aloy is bestowed upon Ross because she is orphaned, as far as we know, initially. And he is asked to raise her as an outcast because something has happened where they do not feel that she can be raised on the sacred grounds, or rather within the city walls, but they are letting, they are asking Ross in his position to raise her. And this is just not to give out like too much spoilers about background. That's what you need to know. Sure. So Rost takes it upon himself to raise Aloy. And he, you're shown glimpses of Aloy's childhood where he raises her to be a paramountly a survivalist, a hunter, um, somebody who uh, both respects the earth, but knows how to use its resources and um, does whatever she can to survive. Um, Aloy's conflicted about her origin, not knowing anything. Ross won't really tell her anything and eventually realizes that if she wants answers, she's going to have to figure out how to get inside the gates and go and speak to the elders of the tribe. Um, but in order to do that, she has to win the proving, which is like a big, physical endeavor that they have to go through to prove that they are ultimate warriors, ultimate hunters. Um, and if you win the proving, you are then, if you are an outcast, you get to then exist within society inside the gates. So once Aloy realizes she wants to do this, Ross changes his training of her and his raising of her to focus specifically on her winning the proving. But their relationship is essentially, he is the only figure in her life that she ever has as far as a parent, really the only person she interacts with besides being bullied by the other tribal kids who live inside the gates. Um, and otherwise she just knows the machines, the land and Rost. And Rost um, is clearly weathered, traumatized, um, has seen some shit, like you know it, you can tell. Um, and he's very also like disciplinary and militant in that he essentially serves as a father figure that is very much like, here's your lesson for today. And you have either failed or you have it. And now we're going to go eat and go to bed. Like that's like, this is, I am, my job is to raise you to be excellent. And that is like the extent of our relationship, sort of. He also very much loves her. It's very clear that he cares deeply for Aloy and, and who she is, but he, 
Okay. So, so like, like, so I just, <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to like speed it up and not be like, oh, I'm getting to the yeah. point of what, of, of what needs to be done. So like, um, just happens to be that, like, I have on this particular screen, a couple of quotes where he's like, something that he says to her is the strength, the, the strength to stand Aloy is the strength to, to take that the strength to stand Aloy is the strength to make a stand to serve a purpose greater than yourself and like this is the shit like he's a fortune cookie and he just runs around saying this shit all the time in the game like he's just constantly <laughs> laying down these wisdom seeds um so so it gets to the point where he feels that he has helped Aloy train enough to do the proving right so unfortunately if you are an outcast people who are inside the gates of the tribes are not allowed to talk to you so he brings her to the proving, but essentially says, if you win, our relationship's done. Like, I love you and I've raised you. But if you were choosing this, the sacrifice is that we can no longer communicate. And I'm happy for you and I'm giving you away to the proving. But this is the last time that we're going to speak because I believe in you and that you're going to win. And so this is our final goodbye. And he doesn't really let her necessarily get a word in edgewise. He kind of turns and walks away from her. So... That's so you get to the point where it, very early on in the game, Aloy completes the proving. She does win, but the antagonist, the main antagonist in the game, attack the proving and start killing people. Aloy fights off a certain amount of people, um, but uh, she it gets to the point where like the big bad shows up and he's gonna he directly attacks Aloy. Aloy's being targeted, but she doesn't know why. So. It looks like Aloy's a goner, and this is, like, where, spoiler alert, Rost didn't actually leave. He's been watching her the whole time because he wants to make sure that she, like, he wants to see, he wants to be proud of her and see her accomplish it. He races in when he sees that she's going to be a goner, and he's able to fight off the big bad to a certain extent, but he ultimately cannot, and he gets mortally, uh, fatally wounded. In his last effort to save Aloy and to ensure that she has the life that she's destined to have. He pushes her off the side of the cliff so that she's not exploded by this motherfucker. And the last thing that he says to her is he shouts to her, survive. And that's the last thing that he ever says to her, and then he's gone. He dies, right? So it's it's a large wound that you experience very all early on in the game because it is the only person who has ever loved her, shown her any kindness, raised her. Um leaves her for her own good but really like can't help himself and hangs out and watches her um and then ultimately gives his life for hers and so i think that on every level rost is like the father figure in the game almost solely you don't really see that a lot in any other part of the game and that you have a deep love and connection to rost in my opinion anyway because he just embodies everything that a father should be in like just wanting to raise your children to be the best that they can be, accomplish goals even beyond yourself, and then sacrificing so much for them, and in his case, ultimately his life. So I think that this is one of the most beautiful arcs of relationship that I have experienced in games. I think that it's incredibly poignant, incredibly special, and I was very sad that Ross wasn't a continued character <laughs> and that he got killed off so early on yeah. because it was such a beautiful relationship. And so... Backtracking a little bit, when Aloy realizes that she's not going to be able to have a relationship with Ross anymore after she wins the proving, she resists that idea. And she says, no, I'm still going to talk to you. And even if you can't talk back to me, even if you are not allowed to even look at me, I'm going to come visit you and tell you about my adventures, right? I'm going to try not to cry. So in, <laughs> in the game, 
on the land that Ross tilled for himself on the outskirts of the game, a grave is made for him and his remains are placed there. As Aloy, you are, (laughs) throughout the game, you can visit Ross's grave and tell him about your adventures, but he can't talk back. And Mm. so the Ah. circumstances occur, and it's an incredibly poignant (laughs) and chilling and sad, ironic plot point in the game, because... You At any point, no matter what you've accomplished in the game, you can return to Ross's grave and you essentially recount what you've learned so far, but then you still state your questions that you have unanswered. So it's an incredibly cool mechanic because it allows you to check in on your progress without just going into like a menu and checking off what quests you've, you've accomplished. You go to him and you're like, well, this happened and that happened. And I finally learned this, but I still don't have this. And I wonder what that could be. And you're having a convo with him. And then you, if you finish saying what all that you say, you kind of go all right, well, I, I guess I'll see you next time. And you kind of like melancholy walk away and you're like, <laughs> like the whole time, you're like, holy shit. Like it's so, wow. it's so that is... poignant and incredible. And like that, that ability to go visit him and still talk to him, to me, just like further underscores their relationship and like further drive drives home. Because how many of us have lost people that we love that we wish we could still have that one conversation with, but they can't talk back. Yep. You know what I mean? And yep. like, yeah. so I feel like on so many levels, this game, that relationship, even as short lived as it is on screen, like as quick as it, like you learn about it and it goes away because of the events that occur in the early game, it persists throughout the entire game. If you choose, you don't have to go visit his grave and then it's, you know, out of sight, out of mind. It's all, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you don't have to do that. But as soon as I learned that that was a mechanic, every time I finished something, I was like, I gotta go tell Russ. And I would like, <laughs> I'd like to like fast travel back to that spot. And I was like, I'm gonna tell him. Um, can, I, can I just say, like, I, like, I haven't played the game and like that mechanic makes me want to play the game. Yeah. So like, sorry, it, spoiler now, but yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. No. it's really cool. No, 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 yeah, it's, it's, I completely get it, because it, it, when, so much, there's so much mortality in video games, like, there's so much death all the fucking time, you know, mm-hmm. like, 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 you call of duty, you cut down a guy, you move on with your life, because, you know what, that's just the game, but, and even in just in stories, that's just, someone dies, and obviously there's a mourning period, but you move on, the fact that that death in that, in the, in a game, like, it's hard, it's very rare for video games to have a death happen, and have it stay there, throughout the entire story and throughout or at least have the option for it to exist thoroughly in in the in the protagonist and in 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 the whole you know reality of the situation so to me i love that i love i love hearing about that and i think that is a really cool way of of telling a story obviously sad but very really interesting and a really cool way of presenting that storyline presenting that relationship well and like what's interesting to me and like there there are a lot of people who do not like Aloy she's the only player character that we know of in the entire series but they feel like it's a dud of a character they feel like she should have been written differently whatever I personally love Aloy I don't have a problem with it but one of the criticisms people have is that the whole point of Aloy wanting to do the proving and get inside the gates is because she wants answers she ultimately is unsure of where she came from and nobody has seemingly any information on who her mother is so Mm -hmm. the fact that she's so obsessed with figuring out who is my mom where do i come from um but that she has such a beautiful relationship with ross and that he ultimately leaves her as well and so she's yet again orphaned um in the game but like 
people criticize, they feel like she becomes that she she like forgets about Ross and becomes super obsessed with finding out who her mother is. Wow. Those are people that probably didn't use the mechanic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, because I find that it's something that she he is always her guiding light. His words and everything that he instilled in her are what make her who she is, the hunter, the fighter, the who she is, and who ultimately reaches the end game. So, I mean, I could see where a lot of the other things that happen in the game, where that's lost to people, like I understand. But I just feel like I've played so many other games with with absolutely beautiful, wonderful uh, relationships, uh, familial, friendship, romantic, whatever. But this stands out to me as like, I was going to talk about another game completely until I remembered this. And I was like, oh, no, no, this is what I'm talking about. Because <laughs> yeah, exactly. And being somebody where like, I don't know, I just I feel like it was um, beautifully done. And a fun thing about Ross's character, too, is that like you really just as much as you know so little about Aloy's story, you really don't know anything about Ross. And as you play the game and find out more about where Aloy come from, you are gifted with more information about who Ross was and why he was, who he was, and why he was outcast. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the time, outcasts, they're criminals uh, for the for the tribe. Like, they're people who have done um, terrible things, who are not allowed to live within the city gates. Yeah. So it's it makes you think, who is Ross and why is he outcast this way? Like, we know Aloy yeah. was done so as a baby, but we don't know anything about Ross. So by learning throughout the game, when you learn more about who he was and why he is where he was, it makes you kind of love the character even more and appreciate right. their relationship more. So I just yeah, feel like absolutely. it's a very prominent relationship in the game and yeah. a true testament about love and um, the love that a parent shares with a, with yeah. a child, even if adopted. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Anyone, uh, I, we do have to go on to the next segment, but just anyone who has played the game want to just give a quick word about the the, the characters because I, I wish I could do we're just as have not played. The game. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyone who has played that just want to uh, that would want to uh, chime in. Um. Yeah. I guess like the game kind of feels like Aloy was. Um, like, is part of a different world. Like, there's something early on that kind of sets her apart and makes her different from everybody else. And I think that Rost is kind of not only our introduction into the game and how the society in the game operates, but he's also that for Aloy. And I guess he's, like, the teacher and probably one of the few people that she's able to trust at that point so yeah absolutely that yeah that, that's excellent that's that's a, that was a really good one and i it, again yeah. it, make, it makes me very curious <laughs> about the game uh so i love it i love it whenever games can do something like that where like the the um undertale does a lot where like a a, a, a line that's said between people becomes a game mechanic essentially yeah totally just breaks breaks the rules but makes sense with that one phrase in mind yeah so exactly yep 100 percent um all right uh before we move on to our next relationship mr walsh you have a game for us to play yes so for anyone who's ever seen uh whose line is it anyway or i've also heard of it as referred to as um just like the bachelor game but we're gonna be playing let's make a date i have sent to all of you a video game character that Chris is going to have to guess. The only rules are 
that when you are asked a question, you cannot do a character voice, which I like. I knew immediately was is very tempting, uh, <laughs> and you can't like outright say like what your name is or just drop like a huge hint. Try to be coy with it and try to just play around with it and see if we can get Chris to guess what it is. Okay, so at this moment, I am deafening. All right, so we're gonna do. All right, so in we've taken over. It's we've our taken podcast over. Now. <laughs> uh, so in in Discord chat order, what uh, what is everybody? I am Wario. I am Yoshi. I am Sonic. I am Minecraft Steve. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is gonna be All fun. Right. Yes. All right, and then oh, hold on. Uh, yeah, sorry, I was I couldn't I couldn't find the undeafened button. That's okay. Uh, okay. So, okay. so and the way that we're gonna rapid our movements would. The way we're gonna do this is you're gonna go through Discord order. So, okay. for example, uh, Anthony being at the top, he is going to be Bachelor number one, and okay. then um, Matt being Bachelor number two, and so on. Okay, so uh, do I? So do I ask questions like I would as a as the yeah contestant? yeah you can yeah. you can okay. yeah ask ask as as you would as a. Um, as your relationship contestant. All right, bachelor, bachelor number one. Yes. Um, what is your idea of a perfect date? Um, well, we'd probably, um, you know, take my motorcycle, um, and we'd go explore some old ruins, and we'd find the treasure, and it would all be mine. <laughs> what am I allowed to guess? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'll you'll guess once we once we go through everybody at least. Okay, once. all right, yeah, all right, sounds good. Bachelor number two, what is your ideal first? Uh, what what would be an ideal? Uh, fuck, I always want to ask the same fucking question. Don't <laughs> what you is ask them the same fu- question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, let me. I'm trying to think. Hey, of, you like, can the ask everybody the same question, Chris. Sometimes they do that. They'll be like, um, answer. What do you What do you like? What What do you look for in a uh, in a partner? Uh, you know, I look for someone who uh, is willing to try willing to try new things. Uh, willing to willing to travel long distances. Um, someone who's good with kids. Uh, maybe someone who uh, who. <laughs> I, I I ran out of things to say. Okay, all right. Well, someone, right. Someone, someone good with kids. Someone who. Uh, who likes to likes to try new things? Yeah, you know, willing willing to take that jump. Willing okay. to take that jump. Oh boy, this one's that one's a little tougher. All right, sounds good. Uh, all right, Bachelor number three. Um, if we were, <laughs> <laughs> if we were to get married. What would be your ideal spot? Ooh. <laughs> I need a second. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> take take your time on this one. I would say I really love the outdoors. And so I'd say um, that I'd like a lot of uh big open space um you know i got uh nervous energy so i might need to take a lap or two before uh you make your way down the the aisle to me um in your gorgeous white dress 
supple rosy cheeks. <laughs> so, you know, get a little flustered. So, um, I think definitely somewhere outside. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Big open, maybe a plane or near a uh, some concrete. Okay. Bachelor number four. Could you tell, like, wh- what, if we were to go out to eat, what kind of food would we want to uh, eat? <laughs> <laughs> You're doing great. Well, first of all, we wouldn't need to go out to eat. Um, I am I am a type who likes to, who is an expert in the culinary arts. Um, uh I can make all sorts of dishes, but um, primarily, uh, primarily uh, baking, and uh, I like to uh, I like to make. I like, I'm also a, like a drink mixer, and uh, I do love me a good a good few different types of meat. Fuck. I feel do you like have any guesses so far? Nothing else is. I all right. So I'm gonna say Anthony's Wario. Okay. Is that all right. right? Yes, that's right. Okay. okay. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll do. We'll do. We'll do another round, and then if you guys want to be more obvious, we can. Uh, yeah. We'll just, I, I, we'll yeah. You guys, you guys are doing a good big vague. I. I. It's just like the, there's some ideas that are just not connecting in my brain. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll get another so question in there. there. Walsh, um, can I have a new one for round two? Yeah, for round two... Um... It's the never-ending dating game. <laughs> <laughs> Just restart it. <laughs> yeah, so for... Uh... <laughs> I spelled it wrong. Um, so for round two, because you were the only one who got guessed, uh, given you that... Given that you made it way too freaking easy. <laughs> Sorry. Well, no, no it's okay. It's I expected... Totally okay. I expe- okay. I, I, you know, some people's were harder to guess than other ones. Uh, I I don't know. I'm trying to think if I could think of. I don't know. I, I'll move away from the date questions. I was trying to ask. Um. Uh, bachelor. So I'll I'll start with bachelor number two, and I'll go through okay. there. Bachelor number two. What, when you look in the mirror, like what 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 is it that you like? What, what are some of the emotions that you have when you see yourself? You're asking me horrible questions. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. You know, I see, I, I, I see with someone who's always, who's always willing to help others. Uh, I might, I, I, I might see myself as like, you know, I may not be always be in the spotlight, but when I'm there to help, I help out as much as I can, and that makes me feel good. Hmm. Fuck yeah, that was, a, that was that was a bad line question. <laughs> um, bachelor number three, um. What what is like? Could could you describe the people that you usually hang around? Sure. So I hang around uh, a motley crew for sure. Um, uh, you know, all my friends. We've been friends for years, years. Um, we um, all have similar activities that we like to do, um, and a real determined bunch. Um, really very proud of our um things that we do <laughs> there's so many good things that i want to say to i know and because i know I it's okay no it's okay um um uh we're really into um 
animal rights. You know, we all volunteer on the weekends um, for local um, <laughs> campaigns and shelters. Uh, so, you know, we're just, you, you know, and... Uh, I said before this, I didn't want to guess because I knew I was going to be bad at this. <laughs> and you know what? As soon as you said that, I was like, he's going to fucking, Matt's going to assign him to guess. Walsh is going to make him guess. <laughs> I knew it as soon as it came out of your mouth. I was like, you just threw yourself under the bus. I know, um, I know. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, so, yeah, that's, you know. So That's you're ner- you're so you're nervous you 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 get you're you're nervous you go for a lap if you, so, you like, in order so to calm I down think, you're I outdoorsy think... you're an animal rights activist here Chris uh, forget okay. nervous okay completely okay like the run. nervous energy was just that I like to I need I like to get it out by running by taking a lap or two they like to they like to I'd say impatient, impatient like to run better. likes animals. Uh, well, we'll, we'll let him go. Crew. Like, like we'll come, we'll come back around. <laughs> we'll come back. Yeah, keep right, going. Come back. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. You can yeah, ruminate uh, on or, it. Or, or, excuse me. Bachelor. Bachelor number four. Um. What? What? What's? What's a day in the life uh, of Bachelor number four like? Um. A day in the life of Bachelor number four. Uh, usually, I get up right at the uh, right at the break of dawn. Um. I tend to fuck. Um, yeah, I get a Don't be afraid to be pretty no, obvious about it. Yeah, it's okay. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying. I'm trying to. Oh, I want to make him work for it though. Like I know we have a time limit, but also this is fun. <laughs> All right, get up at the break of dawn. Um, first things first. I make, I prep meals for the day. It can range from bread to baked potatoes and. I'll, like I said before, all sorts of all sorts of meats. Um, Light bulbs are sparking. <laughs> no, no, it's not. I'm like, what the fuck is it? I'm I'm so I'm so mad at myself right now. Why is it not coming to my brain? What what's the chef that makes a bread of baked potatoes? I forget. Um, after that, I I uh, I um I tend to do a, a spot of landscaping. Um, I'm also a carpenter, so I spend my time doing that too. Um, I'm really just an everyman. What is happening? Why can't I tell you this? So Chris, it's really telling that he's not getting this one. Like that's yeah. like amazing. So Chris, they are not specifically a chef. They are. So they do a lot of different things. They do a lot of different everyman. things. Yes, just like Gabe said. Landscaping, carpenting. I feel like I think he's Tom Nook, but that I, that's that's the I, I, Tom Nook doesn't do shit. Yeah, <laughs> he's also a drink mixer. Yeah, you know. Oh my god! I I'm mean, so I would say that, would I would Hunter say those is Hunter another is one too or no? Say again. Is Hunter something that you would call this person or no? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I would call him a hunter. Yeah, yeah, and and your drinks are pretty good. They're pretty enchanting, you know. Yeah. Is it is it Steve? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Chris, I was thinking. I was so thinking long. so. No, I was thinking. I was thinking so. Like, what's a character? What? Which rich character is there out there? I'm like. I'm like. I'm thinking. What? What character has this lifestyle? I'm just like. Oh, fucking Steve. Okay. <laughs> Who does right. so Potions, much? Hunting. He does so much. Right, oh we, my god. He's just. Should we? Should we try to get 
mining Kelsey's done. Yeah, well, well, well uh, uh, Anthony, uh, real, real quick, um, what does your character look like? <laughs> uh, just like everybody else. Why? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I, I'm only laughing because I didn't share with the audience and everybody else what Anthony is. All right, <laughs> bachelor, bachelor number two, then. Um, okay, so just to break it down again, you. If you like a person that is good with children, so that means you yes. have you 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 are yourself are probably good with children. Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, no, I'd say probably babies specifically. Ba- specifically babies. Caretaker. Specifically babies. Caretaker of babies. Caretaker babies. Who uh, the fuck takes care I of am, babies? I I, I, I like to support someone. Uh, if you want to, I, I was waiting for you to ask like a more like intimate question so that I could say I like it when people ride me. <laughs> He's also a very physically active you know, person. Really, really go, like you know, sports. Yeah, Matt's somebody who can really go the distance, but you can also you can also invite them to a party or if you want to go driving. Um, is this Matt the me? No. no. <laughs> Why is Matt the me? <laughs> well, I just you started describing like all the Wii games, and I'm just like. <laughs> but like he just said that people love to ride him. So that, that's like... that's that part that's really throwing me off though. That part's um, that's that but, part's throwing right, me off. Who is good who is good with babies? You can ride them. Wait, you know what you're also And really there's good some with? sort of sidekick. You know what you're also really good with? Your tongue. Yeah. The ton is Yoshi. fantastic. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I didn't want to be that specific because oh, I knew sorry. that Chris would get it right away. <laughs> I didn't realize that he would get it right away. I didn't mean to no, do that. No, because we, we talk about Yoshi's ton all the time in VBBFL. So. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's, it's okay. Fine. It's okay. No, you guys, you're, you're good. Uh, good with, wait, good yeah. with... Sh- sh- oh, da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Cool, cool. All right, Kelsey now. Kelsey's, Kelsey's the key here. Kelsey's the key. What do you want to ask me? Why don't you ask me what my day, a day in the life is like? Yeah, yeah, day, day in the life in, okay. the, in the world of Bachelor number three. So, okay, so I wake up really early, and I go running, and I literally run really, like, all over the place really Sonic? fast. Sonic? <laughs> <laughs> Yay! So the full day in the life is going to be that, then going and volunteering at the animal shelter, and then eating, like, a dozen chili dogs wait, for dinner. Wait, wait, I'm so sorry. Animal <laughs> shelter? Animal shelter? What is he's yeah. an animal. Everybody keeps telling me that he's he, an animal activist. He's an animal. He I didn't know that. Like, like, like to robots. save the woodland critters. Yeah. When yes! You played the coin. When you kill an enemy in like Sonic, chow garden? an animal comes out. Are you referring to the chow garden, in jeweler. Like it, it turns I don't out, it know turns anything about Sonic. Them. Walsh couldn't have assigned me the character that I <laughs> he, least so, about. He works as like, like on the black Sonic. market. So <laughs> Sonic works on the black market. So I said I I, I I messaged Kelsey and I said for the, the let's make a ga- date game. You have Sonic, and you said for the record, I've never played a single Sonic game and don't know much, but I'll do my best with what I know. I and I said runs fast, saves animals, likes chili dogs, and so that that's was what all I, had I to gave work you. With. <laughs> So I didn't know what the save animals went like fucking squirrels. I thought maybe he was like rescuing cats. I don't know. Like, like I don't know how it works. Whatever. So I should I should have tested it with Gabe, the- and I was like, help me! And he didn't to- oh, we <laughs> done. <laughs> oh no! I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. My phone's on silent. 
it's to okay. me, what's really funny is that is the idea. Like, I, I, I heard run and I did think of Sonic, but I was like, you got nah, that's too nervous. obvious. That's too obvious. I don't want to say that right out of the gate because yeah. I, I, I feel like I want to get more. And then when you say animal activist, that just threw me for a fucking loop. Well, and then you were like, <laughs> describe your friends. And I literally fast Googled Sonic character and I'm like, they all fucking look like him. What do I say? I don't know anything about these people. And I'm like, we've been around forever and we like the same things. We like and we, things. we do things. Yeah together like that's all i had <laughs> all right anthony give me just to run out the segment give me a really obvious hit of what your second oh character is oh my god is. no way anthony's clue before killed me <laughs> just like everybody else i i mean i i was just over there I was, I was just um you know cleaning out the trash <laughs> Is so that Tom Nook? Is... No, so this Why was Skyler's. Uh, but that are you? Is a new one. I I have an idea. Okay. Yeah, go are ahead. you are you a fucking sim? <laughs> No. Okay. <laughs> no, not a sim. That's a good sim? guess, though. Or no, sim. The reason why I, why I said Tom Nook again was because I thought raccoon and trash. So Chris, I know well, no, 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 but he said but... that he looks like everyone else. Why? So that's true. So Chris, Tom Nook, Tom Nook is everyone. Not yes. Nintendo, and a game that's been a bit more recent. And he was he was just over there. He was taking out the trash. He looks like everybody else. He looks like everyone else. That could be so many things. What are you talking about? Anthony, Anthony, you're being really sus right now. I think we Gabe need to have was, oh. Gabe was just hanging oh. out with oh. me. Oh. Is it your crewmate? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I mean I mean he is. He is a crewmate. He is well, a crewmate, just like I everyone am, else. But I'm not. Just like me and you. That's it, wait. Oh I'm so sorry. This is I'm getting I'm getting conflicting answers. Is that the correct one? Oh no? hey, look, it's Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Oh, is it Agent Forty Seven? No. Oh my God, Chris, you have the right game, but he's not a crewmate. What is he? He's not a crewmate. Imposter. Imposter. Yeah, there you go. One imposter remains. <laughs> well, if, I, if it's a crewmate, I mean, everyone ends up being a crewmate and an imposter in that game. It's, it's, it's they're basically crewmates. But, they, but they, now, but now, when, but now, if you think about when you asked him and nobody else knew, and you asked him, "What do you look like?" and he went, "Like everyone else, why?" <laughs> that is such a good answer. That is so good. <laughs> That's so funny. That's good. <laughs> I, so so I, that's why I I was like okay crewmate because I just think I just think of those because you, basically what you said no, they all know, look the I same yeah. so it's like that's why I'm like all right so then Chris, all right maybe that's you did I'm totally honest. fine it just made it just killed me for the answer <laughs> that way. you're fine and, I, and Chris I appreciate you for being a good sport and, and <laughs> yeah I I was you th- you, the moment that you messaged me that I was like I was just like I fucking hate you I hate you so much. <laughs> But it's all this right. This was a really I, it, fun one. It's, it's yeah, okay. If we, if we do this again, I'll, I'll change it around. But no, I, no, I, I, I messaged Anthony. I think we I, should just play this on our own. Yeah, that was a good one. I messaged Anthony and I misspelled Among Us. It was M U M A M O U N G Us. Oh, that's the British spelling. That's Among Us imposter. That's the British spelling. Among Us, yeah. Europe, sir. <laughs> All right. Well, then shall we I, move on? Yeah. Apologies. Apologies for the poor guesses. At least, like, I feel like I, I, I felt good about at least getting two of them, at least. But yeah. Um, no, I thought you did good. You did good. Uh, what we are moving forward into our next relationship, and this time, it's about a co-op game, and we're going to have a co-op presentation of it. Uh, it is Leo and Vincent from A Way Out. Take it away, Walsh and Skyler. Oh, I'm. 
This is a co-op presentation? Yeah. I mean, you it's okay. I'll where, take wherever you guys want to do it. You can yeah. just stand there and look pretty. Skylar's looking for a way out. Don't get, don't get punched in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's hard to talk about just the relationship without talking about the game because it really is, you know, you sit down with somebody else and it, it just becomes so fun, which is why I'm really glad that you're here. I mean, because I also like you. But also, you invited me. Yes, but also, <laughs> um, but also because you know I, I was able to sit down and play the game with you. As, we beat it in one day. Yeah, it was and it was a oh. lot of fun because we you know you're each playing a completely different character, but by working together you get through the entirety of the plot. And not only is it a relationship that starts off as you know these two hardened guys that you know, meet in, meet in a jail. Uh, and then their relationship goes from there as they work on not only trying to escape and finding a way <coughs> out, Whoa! but also... <laughs> hey, that's to, the name of the show. Yeah, but also to, um, you know, figure out what's going on with the plot and then work together to get their own revenge. And, of course, with revenge that come to, to the... <laughs> It well, depends. you have to talk, you can't just say that. You have to talk about the plot. Yeah. So, then... well, I'm not, I'm I'm not going to give away any big twists, but because I just think it's even without the twist that it's already like so much fun for me because it was just fun to just be able to sit there and just like even just talk over it and just like joke around like Yeah, hey. we tend to like mute the 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 actual plot and we'll just like talk as the characters <laughs> and make up our own plot. <laughs> Well, so you played you played as Leo, and I played. I as played Vincent. it. Leo was the one with the big nose, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, Vincent, Leo, like, come on, we gotta get going. He said, "Please <laughs> help me." He said, he said, we gotta find a way out. We kept oh. we kept quoting that game grumps thing. That look at us, couple. a couple of cards. Because <laughs> that was that was that was how I found out about the game from. Game and Grumps. I just had it. Yeah, and so that was. Um, but no, if you're looking for just like a really fun cooperative experience, um, that's definitely what I would talk about. I mean, their relationship, they really go from, you know, these two strangers to... To these two haters. <laughs> to these two very close friends as they come to rely on each other to get out, find a way out. And even, because they find a way out pretty early in the game, yeah. and then the rest of the game is just them getting chased, basically. Yeah, getting chased or... Can we spoil the ending? Yeah, I, I, are, is anyone who would st still think about playing the game, or uh, are you guys okay with spoilers? I'm going to take my headphones out for a few minutes. Me too. Okay. Right, yeah, skip okay. ahead like a couple minutes. Yeah. So this is this is spoilers for people who do not know the ending, and we'll we'll wave the people back uh, once we are good. Do you to want go. to pull the trigger? Sure, I'll pull. Uh, it. Yeah. All right. At the uh, yeah. So <laughs> Kelsey and I are just, are fine. So you. All right. So, so wait, so is, spoilers, is it really but... like? Did everyone take out their headphones? Yes, everybody except Chris and Kelsey. Except for me and Kelsey. Then is there a point? <laughs> I don't know. You're recording yeah, for, we'll for an audience. They, 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 yeah. they go from best friends to not best friends. Well, Leo and Vincent. Leo's the one I played. Uh, Leo is an actual like convict. Meanwhile, Vincent was an undercover cop who got put into jail to get closer to, Le to Leo so he can get a bigger crime boss that Leo is connected to. Mm -hmm. So the twist at the end is that, um, you know, he betrayed him and he was an undercover cop. And then the twist is only one person can live. 
So you end up having to, um, you guys have to, you have to fight each other basically until the end. Yeah. And that, that's the fun twist. That's the funnest part. Yeah. That I've fun. seen so many people play the ending and it's fucking like, it's insane when people realize like, oh shit, now we have to work to, against each other. Like it's wild. Yeah. Well, no. like, well, I, I lost. <laughs> I lost. Like, I did. I lost against Matt. Well, I think that was just because button mashing. Well, yeah, I'm not very good at button mashing games. Yeah. And it gets like just like I don't know. My my thumb is short. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I I think that it, it is it is just a wild ending to it, the whole thing, and um. I I th- I think it's just such a fun twist to like round out the experience. I'm gonna bring everyone back now. Um, you can um, talk more about like the actual yeah, but it, it, talk about the, the talk yeah. about the main gameplay now. I think would be the best for for that situation. But yeah, as for the main, uh, as for the relationship through most of the game, it really is you know just these two guys relying on well, one similar another. to Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> in the aspect of like you know one character does this like what if like you guys are getting chased by the cops like one character drives one character shoots mm-hmm. it, it and and in terms of like their personalities leo is very much this um you know action first think later like will like beat the shit out of you and then like or if, there, if like there will be different situations where they you were offered a choice and you can either go Vincent's way or Leo's way and Leo's way is usually oh let's just knock him out and then try to you know just um or like hold him at gunpoint and we'll just make it quick and like high risk high reward while Vincent is very much no let's try to play this smart and then maybe lie or try to get around it in a non-violent way and it, it becomes this back and forth of who you want to follow and how that relationship they bounce off one another especially as you get glimpses into both of their lives whether it be leo as this leo has a dad and has a and a wife mm-hmm. vincent has a baby on the way mm-hmm. yep. and but he has a wife he him and his wife aren't together anymore no because he's too he was too committed to his job yeah and that's what so that's why they aren't together at the point. But she's like very pregnant. She's ready to pop, kind of pregnant. Mm-hmm. Might even. I don't know. It, she might even pop the game. game. Yeah. I was like, say, is that maybe. a spoiler? Like, don't sneeze too hard, kind of pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have to. You have to um, actually have to button mash to get the. To baby get the baby out. Out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, push. You have, you have to, to, to really hold down the. You have to maneuver. Yeah, you know, like um, you know, like um, what was the game? Uh, Heavy Rain, with like um, you how you had play with the PlayStation Move. <laughs> Yeah, you had to, you had to like do that. That was such a weird part of the game because one of Where us you had played to, like, the doctor, and we had to like aim and get ready to catch, and then catch. you played as the baby <laughs> ready to watch. <laughs> <laughs> but like the play, but like no, the PlayStation Move makes it so much more difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though. <laughs> At least you got the PlayStation Move. I was using like Xbox. Loser. No, I was using Nintendo Labo. <laughs> You're using the Wii, the Wii Fit. Yeah, we are. You guys are. You guys are like. <laughs> we are diving into like the weird like. We, <laughs> let's let's see how many different ways you can play a way out. <laughs> like, like, but yeah, o- overall, wait, wait, wait. I love Is it. Really Is a looking... way out the journey of the baby? Yes. <gasps> yes. No. Yeah. You know what? Because after you know what that makes sense. Because for the rest of the game, you play the baby. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. You go. Baby with a gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like Super Mario Odyssey where one plays the hat 
You play the baby's. <laughs> you play the baby's like diaper. No, you play the gun. <laughs> <laughs> you play the baby's diaper, and then one plays the baby. All right, what's the next oh, what? game we're talking about? And then you, about? and then you throw the yeah. diaper. You throw the diaper, and then like becomes. Um, they literally just... never stop. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I, I'm, lo- I'm, I'm loving it. I um. So I, as, I just, but yeah, as for a way out okay. to wrap up very very fun if you're looking for a really fun cooperative experience to sit down i mean we knew, i mean we fight don't get me wrong yeah we, we knew the, the the big twist before even going in and like we had a lot of fun with it yeah i i i, I will say too um like in terms of um you know in, in terms of like games in that style the creator of a way mm. out uh and, we, and i think i talked about this potentially on a game and coop before um, is currently making, uh, is going to be releasing in the next month another game. In fact, I believe it's a month from today when we're recording this. Uh, wow. It takes two, um, which really? is a lot more. Yes, it's a lot more uh, cutesy. Uh, it's not as like gritty as this one. It's a little bit more. It's a more of like a platforming action adventure, um, uh, but it has a very poignant story behind it. And I'm so excited for it. It's one of my most like anticipated 2021 games. I'm so excited to play whoever. I I, I wanted to play the game multiple times. Like if I play once with like uh, Anthony, another time with Walsh, or another time with Kelsey or Gabe or you know whoever. Like I I'm 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 down to like I, I to me I know I'm gonna love the game <laughs> just by looking mm-hmm. at it because it just it looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun and it's it's, it's building off of a way out's success which you know like i know that they can make a pretty good game and so you know and now you're entering my territory of like fun cute platformers <laughs> you know and i'm just like all right i'm i'm ready to i'm ready to give this uh give this a go so i i love i i love what uh for what i know about a way out like it's it's such an exciting fun game and i i hope to i might even play it prior to playing it takes two so Side note, he uh, the voice actor for one either Leo or Vincent or maybe both is the creator of the game. Yeah, Joseph Ferres is his name. Um, yeah, he's he's Leo, I believe. Um, he's he's insane. The dude is is <laughs> he's <laughs> talks so much shit on people on, <laughs> in public, and it's great. It's excellent. He he's famous for going on the Game Awards and saying "fuck the Oscars." Our live, tele- <laughs> our live Twitch television, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's just he's uh, he's very much a, a spokesperson for like anti microtransaction, anti like capitalistic ideas of the gaming industry. Like he he wants it to be a more of a community experience, and so I I respect him for what I know about him. Hopefully hopefully he's not an asshole, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> he, he he's he seems like a really good guy, and so I I'm. I, I love that he has the access that he's had thus far, and I'm very much looking forward to his next game. Um, all right, moving forward here, let's tr- let's move on to another PlayStation game. Yeah, <laughs> another one uh, that hasn't been touched in a long time. The Sly Cooper Sadly. game, specifically Sly and Carmelita. All right, really so like yeah, so this is the only romantic relationship on the list, uh, which is not what I I didn't expect to be the only one. Until um, he finds out the way till he finds out the twist and the way out. Oh shit! Yeah, I thought we had Ration and Clank. What would you? <laughs> uh, I, I guess mild Sly Cooper series spoilers. The game's super old, um, so I don't feel super bad about it. I'm really only going to talk about the relationship between the two people. Sure. Um, for background, background for people who don't know the game, Sly is a is a thief. 
He steals from people, uh, specifically other thieves is his, is his thing. He he tries to uh, steal from other like master thieves, thieves that are like more criminal than him. Uh, big air quotes there um, with his friends, uh, Bentley and Murray. Um, and then Carmelita is a uh, a cop. She is from Interpol, uh, International Police, and her, the they play uh, uh, they play a game where Slide tries to steal stuff and Carmelita tries to catch him. That's a that's a big back and forth that the two have throughout the series. Um, despite that, that kind of that standoffishness and them kind of being on either side of the law, they definitely both have show over the course of the series that they have feelings for each other. They, uh, they, when they're, the, the job stuff isn't in the way, they enjoy each other's company. Um, even if they, even if, uh, they have to be sneaky or coy with the way that they get around, uh, get around that. Uh, an example is, uh, Sly or Carmelita teams up to help Sly at the end of the first game. Um, and then he, in order for him to get away before her, she like arrests him, <laughs> he leaves her handcuffed to a bridge. She gets out on her own, but (laughs) leaves her handcuffed to a bridge and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, sails off at the end of the second game. Uh, he turns himself in to let Bentley, let Bentley and Murray go free. And they have a really nice chat, uh, in the uh, police helicopter before, uh, uh, they, and like actually get to know each other before Sly just dips out. Uh, because the uh, they had, I I think his friends had rigged the helicopter to just keep flying in circles, um, so they weren't actually taking him to the jail. He just gets out. Um, that's that that's like the the PG side of things where they're like, we're yes. not gonna make the helicopter crash. We're just gonna have it yeah. spin in circles. That's all. Yep, right. Yeah. <laughs> they still have crashes in that game. I'm pretty sure. Oh, they yeah. do. They have and explosions right, and stuff. Explosions. Yeah. And right before that happened, uh, uh, one of the characters literally gets paralyzed from the waist down. So. Oh, okay. So never mind. I take yeah. everything back. <laughs> um, and then at the the end of the third game, uh, at the at, after the the events of the story, Sly seems to develop amnesia, and it's him and Carmelita against the final boss. Um, and he he says, "I don't know who I am." And this is where th- this is where the re- relationship gets really weird at the end of the third game and through like all the fourth game and it's it's really interesting to be worth it, it's it's worth discussing for me just because of, I I find the dynamics interesting. Um, he he develops amnesia and Carmelita, who's there, tells him, "Your name is Constable Cooper. You're my partner." So hmm. she tells who she presumes at this point has amnesia that he's the wrong person. He, he he's he's someone he's not, uh, and then they go to they go to live together, and they uh, they uh, kind of live the high life in Paris, um, and we get a hint at the end of the third game that uh, uh, like Bentley was kind of like spying on them, see seeing if Sly was okay, and Sly gives a wink to the camera. He's faking the amnesia. <laughs> Oof! <laughs> wow! Because. And this is this this is kind of the this is kind of how I see it, and this is where this is where the, this is where the original trilogy ended. There's more in the fourth game, and I really like the fourth game because of their relationship, uh, partially. Um, but this is this at this point is the end of the series. So there's a bit of both. Uh, I think both of them knowing that this is the only way that they can actually be together is if Sly is uh, if Sly has amnesia. 
and can be in this, I guess, more lawful role. Um, this is not like th- th- this at this point. We just throw out anything like that's like how society treats criminals. Any a- any bit of that that's a-, a good conversation to have, but but not important yeah. here. Um, <clears throat> but not about Sly Cooper, right? But th- this is the th- this is the only like way that they can actually be together because both of them both of them do have feelings for each other both of them do want this to happen even if their jobs get in the way any thoughts so, so far before i get into the fourth game uh well first i'll, I'll get the four to anyone who has played it's like cooper i've played but i don't really i always thought their 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 relationship's kind of like a tom and jerry kind of relationship a little bit up yeah. until up until the end up until the yep. third game, I was thinking when you were talking. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I haven't played the the third game in a in like a long, long time. Mm-hmm. But I was like, isn't there a part where they're on vacation together? At the end, <laughs> I was I was thinking, and I was like, whoa. Then you mentioned it later on, so I was like, okay, yeah, okay, I wasn't wrong. Yeah, yep. that's wild. Yeah, and um, they uh uh it's it, even when they're like they they have the cat and mouse relationship. It's never it, it's never it, it's more Carmelita's super dedicated to her job. Um, and, but when there is a larger threat, they will team up. Yeah. yeah. They, okay. they do that a few times. Yeah. Like every, uh, every final boss, Carmelita helps you. Yeah. Cause I, that's what I was going to ask. Cause, um, not having played the games, not really knowing much about the characters. Hmm. Um, I had like, it, to me, it's interesting. Like these are, these are two rivals essentially. Yeah. Um, and the, I, I, my confuse, I guess where I'm confused is that, like, how does it get to... I, I, I think you answered it, though. I was like, how would it get to a point where it would be romantic if they, if she's mm. the one hunting him down, like, he's the, the criminal and all that? And it's... I But it is the fact that they team up. Yeah. They also have very, like, witty banter. They're yes. very witty banter. They're it, like, it Sly is Cooper! The, He's like, listen, the, fox. the sexual <laughs> tension is very strong between these two characters. <laughs> <laughs> No, fair, there's it's fair. a very like cat and mouse like yeah yeah kind of thing yeah <laughs> but like every time yeah. he walks in she's like Sly Cooper I right, will very, stop you now and then he's like very Carmelita very Fox, I can't wait for very his very Hispanic <laughs> accent in every game except Sly Two because she changes voice actresses every game which is something weird um, yeah it, it is a little <laughs> weird uh, like Carmelita you uh, and and she has a she has a Hispanic like a accent in every voice, game like, except <laughs> two. Yeah. Um, okay. So Sly Four is where it gets a little, little, little interesting because, like, Sly Three like wrapped it up, and then Sly Four starts, and uh, Sly gets back into stealing stuff because something's happened with like his family history, and he need. Uh, Bentley's like, "Hey, dude, we need to figure this out." So Sly's like, "Okay, I'll help with the stealing stuff again." Gets caught by Carmelita stealing from a museum. <laughs> so she is understandably extremely pissed at him. Um, and they right. they kind of the the fourth game is about time travel, so they kind of like just jet off back in time, and <laughs> Sly's kind of in a move so, of, mood of like I'll explain later. <laughs> they, do they ever actually explain later? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they explain pretty early, actually. Yeah, they they explain pretty early. We get a we get a cutscene of like Carmelita's point of view, and Carmelita kind of explains her her side was that she had a feeling she would always like notice him like looking at the most expensive stuff at the party um d- as, as an example she was just she admitted that she was maybe just lying to herself a bit 
because she wanted it to work and Sly wanted it to work. And that's just how they felt that they had had to make it work at the time. Um, uh, there is a there is a, a scene in uh, the second chapter of the story where with one of Sly's ancestors, um, uh, she flirts with him to try to make him jealous. Because the, the, the fourth game is like going back in time to meet all of Sly's different ancestors, all the thieves in his yeah. family history. And it's literally like his great, 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 great grandpa or whatever. She flirts with him. But he's like the same age as Sly in this time. It's a little weird. But... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I it is it is interesting. Like, and, and so that do you, do you think that they? I mean, I know that Sly never really got like the proper conclusion of a series. Yeah, because the the end of Sly Four involves another uh, another time um uh, another time fucky thing okay. where Sly gets sent to an era no one knows where he went. Um, you you as the player only find out when you 100% the game and it's this really short cutscene that's not worth it but that's another point entirely <laughs> that's for another time that's for so, another time so, so, so but, then, well, do you think that they tie up the relationship at least so it's uh uh Car- carmelita after that kind of like she avoids the rest of the group she's just super buried in her work i think also uh, both to like distract her but also to work hard to find out where sly is and she finds the the blimp wreckage, where she um where she finds that like Sly had left behind some photos of her that he'd been carrying with him mm-hmm. throughout the entire journey. So I think that I think that in that moment Carmelita gets some closure of like okay Sly actually did actually did care about me. Yeah. Um, and it's uh and it's like I want I want a new game in the series so bad just because Sly Four's ending was so shit. <laughs> Yeah. But I also I also want to see how this relationship can develop. I want to see how they would do it in uh in in the year that is now a decade after the uh after the events of of Sly 4 just cuz I I think that this relationship has a lot to it that can be that can be explored a little more and it's it's something that they put a lot of attention into which you don't really need to do story-wise with a lot of platformers. Yeah. Was it really 10 years ago? Uh, I, I believe so. Let me let me check. So the, the interesting thing right now is that the game, the sucker punch is getting a lot of attention for Ghost of Tsushima. Um, Problem is, like, they did not do Thieves in Time. They so someone there was another developer. That it was that? it was it was Senzaro Games. Senzaro, I don't know, I've heard of that before. Um, so <laughs> does that? So do, but do you think? Do you think that Sucker Punch ever comes back to this game? I don't think so because I think Senzaro is the is the developers who do it now, who you, like have the rights to it. Yeah, you, so you think they completely traded off the rights then? Yeah, in that sense, because Senzaro did Sly Four. Um, they also did fucking, uh, fucking Sonic Boom 3DS games. So, not a great, oh. not a great uh, situation for the studio. <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, I guess that they. It looks like they did. Sp- the Spyro Reignited trilogy. They also did that, yeah. Um, which that was a good that was a good spinoff, but and they haven't made anything since 2019. It looks like. Um, I don't know. I I would imagine. Um, I I it is interesting, and I, I am curious as to if if they that Zenzaro has like permanent rights to it, or if Sucker Punch, who were like the original creators, if they yeah. are the ones that have rights to it. 
because I do think that that is a game I hear about all the time. Is like, what if they do bring it back? I it, will it buy like a there's... PS Five if it's if Sly Five is confirmed. Yeah, like to <laughs> me, that, that that's I am very curious about that, and we'll we'll see where that goes. Yeah. Um. Any other thoughts before we move on from Sly and Carmelita? We're good. It's just a um, it, it's just a very interesting relationship to to discuss. I think. And yeah, oh yeah, one hundred percent. And that's why that's why like I, it feels bad when like a relationship that good like kind of has closure, but not and that it's not as satisfying as you want to hope. Exactly. For. Yeah. Um, and uh, we move forward here. Uh, we're gonna move on to Gabe. And Gabe, you are going to present us with the greatest duo in. You're, you might correct me on this in Sega history. Mario and Tales. Luigi. <laughs> um, that's debatable, to be honest. Um, okay, yeah, I, I, I was, I was like, I was, I figured out a way how I could like present this to you, and I, I knew, I know that you're a Sega guy, so I know that you would, you would probably know better more than me on that front. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I'm gonna be talking about Sonic and Tails for a little bit. Um, so to put this up front. Um, these two are cons- like they consider each other brothers. Like, um, like they may be like they may have not like been born together, but they're they're just they're that close that they consider each other like just brothers. And like I can't really find another good descriptor yeah, of that. Fam- but like they're just family. They're just yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but um, their their history goes pretty far back. Like to Sonic 2 where the where Tails was introduced uh his backstory was that um he had always admired Sonic admired Sonic from afar and he's like he was dreaming like maybe I can be like him someday or uh like maybe I can join him on his adventures and um when he got the opportunity to meet Sonic uh he and like I, I might I might be like saying this a little bit incorrectly but he essentially taught Sonic the new move that he could that he, you could perform in the game, the spin dash, because Tails got so excited that he was able to meet his hero. And um, Sonic's like, "Hey, I, I want to learn that from you. Why don't we Why don't we team up?" So that's why they're together in Sonic Two and onward. Um, the relationship over time just becomes stronger. Like uh, in Sonic Three, they're just together when they're trying to defeat like to destroy the death egg with um with uh knuckles being an adversary and um after that it just kind of stays consistent up until sonic adventure uh sonic adventure they give tails uh a lot more like personal growth and development where he finds himself depending on sonic far too much so he wants to learn how to be independent and to do things on his own mm-hmm. so uh he uh while he does still hang out with sonic during his campaign in sonic adventure he does in the end defeat eggman on his own and he's like so this is what it's like to be to, to be like sonic but on my own and uh after that in sonic adventure 2 he gets even more development because he is independent now like he doesn't need sonic by his side all the time he's able to take on eggman but like just semi-regularly at this point and he's able to like stop the government and uh and like just 
there's a lot of there's a lot of context that's necessary but i'm not I, we don't have time for that right now so um <laughs> fair enough but um essentially one at the climax of uh sonic store uh, of the hero uh the hero side uh eggman launches sonic into orbit and the the escape pod that he's in explodes and um tails it was like what the fuck what the fuck yeah and like in like enraged he defeats eggman again but he is just really distraught at the thought of him losing someone so important to him Mm -hmm. it turns out sonic does um does get out pretty does, does get out just fine and tails celebrates that fact but with um uh with uh just now him knowing that he can do he can do things on his own he he builds his confidence in sonic heroes uh sonic and tails they're they're up together like always mm-hmm. um and uh tails as they they just really mesh together really well like they just kind of what's the word um uh well in any case like they they gel together really well also in sonic heroes um they go back and forth with some witty banter and uh like throughout the stages they talk about their surroundings or like what they're facing at the time and it's just a you can tell that it's it's really just a big team effort between the two and knuckles but yeah he's he's just there yeah but um unfortunately their relationship crumbles in the era of modern sonic <laughs> um, <laughs> as many things do unfortunately <laughs> see like up until gener like uh, up until unleashed uh tails was um, like was nearly at the forefront um, at unleashed tails was pushed to the background uh in, in his place chip like the secondary protagonist of the game is at is is uh starring next to sonic and then after that tails just gets put far into the background because you can no longer play as him and he's just like he's just the smart guy who who can like build machines hey scott like, hey uh, sonic look at the screen look at this screen i can read binary code like it's the back of my hand <laughs> i'm such a fucking nerd <laughs> um i mean he does that in every game though those exact words. Yeah, Ta- like, Tails says "fuck," and the Sonic team just lets it happen. Yeah, like it's it's Sonic colors. <laughs> uh, they try to make funny dialogue, and they they make him say made up words to to make him sound smart, even though they're just ridiculous m- mashes together of letters. Zooey mom. Um, after <laughs> that, in the actually, I think it's before that, but uh, in Sonic, no, it's after that. Sonic Generations. They are a bit more cohesive together because uh, Tails and Sonic are trying to figure out. Well, both pairs of Tails and Sonic are trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Why is time being eaten and stuff like that? Because there was a time travel plot. Again, something I can't go into right now. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, but in his in in Tails's place where he could have been a playable character, it's the second Sonic that's at the forefront he doesn't even fucking talk <laughs> he's just there and, is it like an um, ocarina of time type thing where it's like it, is it just he doesn't even make any noises he's just silent huh like he is a complete mute okay but he does like show his personality a bit through like physical motions and stuff like that 
was like, uh, I was curious that. if it was like a younger Sonic or older Sonic type. Dynamic. Oh, it's younger Sonic. It's but, a younger um, Sonic. Okay. Yeah, but it doesn't really matter because he doesn't talk. He doesn't. He doesn't do anything. Yeah, he doesn't do anything to the plot. No. Yeah. Um. After that, I, I might be skipping a game or two. Sonic that's, Lost World. It's okay. Sonic Lost World is where everything fell to shit and has continued falling to shit. Yeah. Uh, in Sonic Lost World, Tails and Sonic are still like, oh, we're best buds, high five, and all of that. <laughs> but, <laughs> and, and, and nothing else, is, nothing building. There is unnecessary tension between the two after, like, Sonic, Sonic makes a bull, like a bullheaded move. He's just being a dumbass, and Tails is like, what the fuck are you doing? Why didn't you listen to me? Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and um, after that, Tails is like, because uh, they have to work with Eggman to do some shit. And um, Tails is like, "Why you prefer working with him than me?" And Sonic's like, "No, what the fuck?" And <laughs> Tails, he's just, he's just a whiny bitch throughout That's, the throughout the entire game. Yeah. Throughout the entire game, yeah. and then in Sonic Forces, ooh, Sonic Forces, <laughs> they completely dashed any type of character development him from him pre Sonic Adventure Two and made him just. Another whiny bitch who <laughs> can't who can't do anything. Yeah, like he, he out of context. <laughs> um, Chaos from Sonic Adventure. Yeah, Tails took on his sixth form. He can't even take on his bullshit zero form because he's like Sonic, help me! And he fucking curls up into a ball and was like, Ugh. "It's they just yeah. destroyed his character." So that's it, that's really interesting because. You you're talking again. It's it's kind of like it's even it's a much more disastrous ending than like a even like a, a Sly Carmelita type thing because like at least there there is some it, it, that game it doesn't it just ends they like that series ended and they there wasn't a continuation and there was a, some things left hanging but there was at least some closure. This is an ongoing series, one of the most popular series out there. And they have just did a bell curve of like, all right, we're reaching our peak. We're doing really, really well. Tails is going to be his own independent boy, and now he's whiny bitch, and then it just it just goes down. And everything and everything sucks. It is complete and utter character regression. Yeah, and it is so unfortunate to see that because he had, he was built up to become like he could he could well he has had his own games, but like he is important enough of a character to warrant that. But they just they just did a fucky wucky and, <laughs> and they just so messed cute? it all up because they they wanted to have him be entirely dependent on Sonic again. Yeah, which is like, no, why, why? <laughs> so uh, this is going to be a very specific uh, reference, but if you really want to see like the relationship between Sonic and Tails done right. Watch the episode of OKKO OK where Sonic is just there and they meet Sonic and Tails. And what type of shit are you watching? I know it sounds like a weird like fan fiction, but it, no, it's real. It's real. Yeah. OKKO OK really real. said, like, hey, what, hey, Cartoon Network, what properties do you have? And Cartoon Network was like, oh, all these ones that we're really not doing anything important with. And they're like, can we, can we use that? <laughs> Like the Captain Planet crossover, the, I mean, oh, what was the like the spooky, uh, Scooby Doo, the ghoul, ghoul school, ghoul school crossover. That shit ruled. 
Yeah, I'm 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 getting off track though. But they they do a very good job of showing the relationship that you talked about when it was at its peak as Tails really seeing you know Sonic as somebody who he looks up to like an older brother and then having to you know meet that challenge. Um, and he talks about it you know with Ko and how that's really you know shaped him as a character. So I I even if you don't watch the show and you enjoy that initial relationship i highly recommend just watching that mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's a, it's an excellent like it, that's an excellent example yeah i mean i've not watched okko in, in its entirety but i did make sure i watched that episode to see how they would translate uh uh like the characters from a video game series into a fantastical cartoon such as okko like i know sonic has had his own gar- cartoons in the past but like they weren't on like they weren't nearly on the level of good <laughs> as okay <laughs> yeah. do you He's think like, it's the right word <laughs> bad <laughs> yeah they were yeah. bad um the um i guess for for you gabe as someone who's grew up on sonic lives and breathes the series like yes. is it do you think that this can be prepared do you think that they could at all i mean first of all we're waiting on sega to even announce like anything that they're going to do for like anniversary stuff which is a whole other can of worms but um are do you think that they will ever redeem themselves at all and and be able to to have tails be a better like have be a better character rather than just being like the annoying sidekick for sonic uh it's definitely going to take a lot like a lot of work because um uh, as of right now, pretty much the entirety of the fan base. I might, I may be a little bit hyperbolic, but it's a vast majority of the fan base were in an outcry because of the actual, the absolute character murdering th- that like that happened to Tails in the in the past few games, and like it'd take a lot of rebuilding to have to like just rework everything about everything about their relationship between Lost World and Forces. Yeah. And um, it's also a matter of like rebuilding trust with the fans because what they did to what they did to like assassinate such a good character is like it's just so bad. Yeah. I it, yeah it is it's a shame but I also but I, I at least like they were those games that were like the pinnacle like Sonic Adventures two I remember watching that it, obviously the, the people people playing it were definitely shitting on the game but people but there's so many sega fans that love that game and that was a great example of tails kind of like doing his own thing and and actually like live doing his own story and 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 painting his own path and like absolutely and it was and i i I remember watching that like and those those levels are very cool too um because of, of the using the tail mechanic as well um so you really get a really like deep dive into tales instead of just it being like sonic and friends like it's sonic this no this is sonic tales knuckles amy like it really and it, give, it gives each of them like their due and uh yeah i i wish the best for you i for for moving forward and having to deal with this, this uh, they just they just gotta not like try to write the most serious story in the world yeah and then have 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 characters with two pupils on one eye in inside it right right <laughs> if they could make Tails have so much more character in Sonic Mania, 
where there's zero voice acting. It's just entirely sprite work. Yeah. Because no, it, there are little nuances in that is, game that go towards his personality. It is an easy but, like, thing to do, but so, like I, I, whenever Sonic Forces just comes up, I was like, they, they literally like made Sonic a prisoner of war for six months. And <laughs> just didn't start make the any game worse for where a fucking POW. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just one more thing. Yeah, like, no, go ahead, go ahead. Even from like even in Mania, like one little character detail. Uh, it, this goes back way far uh, for like the Sonic OVA. Um, it's it's like an anime adaptation of Sonic. There's really no specific story it goes off of, but it's just its own thing. Tails is afraid of lightning, and in Sonic Mania they show that example whenever there's a lightning strike. And there's this one cutscene in uh, like right before the final zone of the game. Uh, it's like this dramatic backdrop and lightning strikes. Tails actually reacts in fear. Uh, and it's such a cool little detail that's like it just has so much more character than the cardboard box that he is in Sonic Forces right right yeah it's a real a real shame and uh before we go anyone just want to throw out a relationship that they've have in mind from other games Lucas and Klaus from Mother 3 oh Metal Gear Solid Snake and uh the Metal Gear yeah <laughs> <laughs> the the we the we fit platform in my fat ass. <laughs> Sable and Tom Nook, mm. um, which I always That's think good. was is a really interesting little background lore that like you either I missed entirely for a very long time and then suddenly became aware of it and I was like oh my god I love that. Um, and then also I uh, was originally potentially going to talk about this game, but upon reflection and everything. Uh, the game itself, one of the one of the games that has one of the biggest romantic components uh, in, in your choosing your own storyline and being able to pick different partners is the Mass Effect trilogy. Um, unfortunately, the Mass Effect trilogy at the time that it was written and due to whatever decisions the company made, there's also a lot of um, homophobia that they that they internalized and kept in their game in making it in that like if you are playing male Shep, you can't romance some of the other male characters um even if you could choose to do so as your character and same thing with they were going to make a character pan and then they chose not to at the last minute because of reasons and it just unfortunate however shepherd and i always play fem shep so i'm always allowed to romance garris vicarian and that is like one of my favorite romantic um relationships in all video game history regardless of the company doing dumb shit with their <laughs> player abilities yeah. to romance people but uh those are my two honorable mentions oh and lydia and um dragonborn nice uh i have Bayonetta and john sorry good no just bayonetta and john oh yeah that's it uh i'll right, to... oh, go ahead go ahead i'm sorry <laughs> i gabe and i had the thing and then I said, no, go ahead. And then you and I did it. <laughs> <laughs> you had to get it first. I'm sorry. No, like, <laughs> that okay, was on okay, Anthony, Gabe, not you. <laughs> uh, oh, I was going to say, I... fucking. The player character and the partner character from any Pokemon Mystery Dungeon game is a very, mm. very good friendship. Yep. Very yep. tight friendship. Absolutely. Anthony? TF2's Heavy and Sasha. 
Is that actually a thing? Is that that's, not the gun? That's the name of the gun. It, it's the gun in <laughs> oh, his duh. intro okay, cinematic. Yeah. He's like, "Who touched Sasha?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that picked up on my audacity. There you go. So good. It costs forty four hundred thousand dollars to fire this weapon for twelve seconds. <laughs> um, I I have to um, Bloomery and uh. And Timpani from Super Paper Mario. I won't give it any details, yes. but it's one of my favorite video game relationships <laughs> ever. But it literally everything about it is spoilers for Super Paper Mario. So I'm just gonna let it be. <laughs> let it be. Uh, it's a great game. Um, the other thing is, I for the last month, I Bug Snacks has lived rent free in my mind, and I just <laughs> I, it was a it's a and to me, I just. I, it's hard to pick a relationship that works in the game because there's they all do and you look at that game and you're like it's just you, it's just a bunch of like muppets and like you know that you can walk <laughs> around and you catch food and shit you know that's it it's so much more and it's actually like one of the most like LGBT plus like friendly games out there like there's it's multiple uh, gay relationships. Uh, there is a non-binary individual amongst them as well. Like it's it's so fucking it's it's so diverse in its way. Even though again it's Muppets, but it's it's so it works. All, all the relationships and all the characters they work so well, and the stories are really run deeper than like their silly exterior. Um, and I just I it was hard picking one, and that's why I ended up just opting out for another game. I. Play, please play Bug Snacks, y'all. Just play Bug Snacks. It's such a fuck. It's such a good game. It deserves all the praise in the world. Um, well, that is that for this edition of the Gaming Coop, folks. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Game on. The Gaming Coop is brought to you by Team Chaos Productions. Follow us on Twitter at the Gaming Coop, or follow our other work at. Team Chaos Pods.